All right, so today's episode is going to be a little different than others. On this episode, I'm going to be sharing ideas, and my hope is that they inspire you to live scent. But I'm not just going to give you a few ideas. I'm going to give you 100. Here we go. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Living Scent Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Wester, and I am so glad that you are listening to today's episode because I think it is going to be so much fun. For those of you who are new, I release a new episode on the first Wednesday of each month, all with the goal of helping you live like an everyday missionary in your household, your neighborhood, your workplace, and your city. And today's episode is titled 100 Ways to Live Scent. And no, I am not exaggerating. You see, after this episode, you are going to literally get 100 ways to see people, eat with people, neighbor people, and talk with people about Jesus. So I absolutely love to hear from you, and I am always encouraged when I receive a rating and review on the show. And so this latest review comes from Jamesy, who writes, In Isaiah, God says that his people are oaks of righteousness, planted to display his splendor. Note, he doesn't say that some of us are shrubs. We are all oaks. Nor does he say that all oaks should be planted on mountaintops. Presumably, some oaks are planted right in the middle of the suburbs. If you are that oak, I cannot emphasize how important it is that you let this podcast strengthen you. Jamesy, I know who you are. Thank you so much for your comments, brother. You know, this review is number 20 for the podcast, and my goal for this year is to receive 30 reviews by the end of 2023. So that's that's 10 more than I currently have at the time of this recording. If you have been a longtime listener, or maybe you're just tuning in today, would you consider being one of the 10 that helps me meet this goal? You know, when you rate and when you review, it helps this podcast reach new listeners, and it actually puts its message in the hands of people who would benefit from Living Scent as well. So a huge, huge thank you to those 10 people and those 10 reviews in advance. Well, let's get right to the fresh content for this month, 100 Ways to Live Scent. Here's how I plan to share this. So each of the four scent habits is allotted 25 ideas. So seeing people like Jesus receives 25, eating with people receives 25 ideas, and so on. And every fifth idea is what I call a challenge idea. And so these challenge ideas are intended to push you outside of your comfort zone and they require a little bit more effort. So if you hear one of these ideas and you say, man, that that sounds really hard or that sounds like it would require some, some extra work, it's supposed to because it's a challenge idea. But hey, on the flip side, you may and you probably will hear some ideas that are very simple. You, you, you might even say, man, I've done a bunch of those. And, and some of those ideas you can begin imp- implementing immediately right here, right now, today. The whole point of this episode is to give you these ideas to help inspire you to live scent this week and to begin thinking creatively about how you do this where you live, you work, and you play. So without further ado, let's jump in. Okay, here's the first 25. Remember, these are all geared towards seeing people like Jesus. Number one, the next time you're at a cash register, make a point to say 
the cashier's name and thank them for their service. You may even consider you know, giving them a genuine compliment to brighten their day. Number two, before your workday begins, take a few moments to catch up with your nearest coworkers or your boss. Ask them about their weekend and their family. Number three, instead of immediately putting on your headphones at the local coffee shop or restaurant, set aside the first five minutes to sit quietly, notice the people around you. Consider praying for those who are seated close by. Here's the next one. Take a walk in one of your local parks. Pray and ask the Lord to orchestrate a divine appointment for you. Number five, this is our first challenge idea. Consider going one full day without using your car. Utilize instead public transportation, requesting a ride from your friends, getting an Uber, riding your bike, or simply walking. Reflect on what you noticed about yourself, other people, and your community. Number six, volunteer at a local pregnancy center, homeless shelter, or inner city ministry with the goal of interacting with people you normally wouldn't otherwise. Next, participate in a ride-along with either your local fire department or your police department. Number eight, serve at a local assisted living facility during the holidays. Here's the next one. Pull up your calendar for the week and look at your upcoming meetings. Commit to pray for each person you'll meet with, asking God to help you see them as he does. Number 10, here's your next challenge idea. Prayerfully consider becoming a foster parent or looking into becoming a safe family that temporarily houses at-risk children. Next, attend a seminar or sit in on a presentation on a topic that is way outside of your comfort zone. Number 11, grab lunch or dinner at a restaurant in a part of town that you normally don't visit. Next, purposefully slow down during your day. You know, drive the speed limit, schedule space between appointments, ask others for help on certain tasks at work. You're doing all this in order to create space for other people. Number 14, people will inconvenience you and interrupt you today. So when it happens, remember what Hans Fensel says. He says, see them as opportunities, not interruptions. Here's your third challenge idea. Number 15, the next time you see someone modeling the example of Jesus, you know, maybe in patience or sacrifice or generosity, love, compassion, those sorts of things, say to them, you remind me of Jesus. I got this idea from a, a guy named Paul Sparks uh, at a, a church conference in Washington, D.C. called the Praxis Gathering. And he said that he intentionally looks for people who model the ways of Jesus in patience, sacrifice, love, compassion. And when he sees that, he intentionally tells them that, hey, you remind me of Jesus. He is looking for glimmers of the image of God in all people. Number 16, say hi or introduce yourself to someone sitting alone at your church, office, or school. Here's the next one. Do you have an immediate family member who you haven't spoken to in years? Send them a birthday card this year with a heartfelt note. Number 18, create a functional prayer list this week. You utilize your phone, an app, or an old school set of index cards and set aside a time to intentionally pray for each of those people on your list. 19, people do things that frustrate us and disappoint us daily. You know, we're, we're cut off in traffic. We get our plans canceled. We're not, people aren't following through on their commitments. Instead of grumbling about those things or against those people, practice praying for them. Number 20, intentionally speak with custodial staff, maintenance staff, or food prep staff at the next event you go to. 
Ask yourself, with whom would Jesus spend his time with while here? Uh, we, Lindsay and I used to work at a great uh, department at a Christian university in Virginia. One of the directors of that department modeled this for us. We went to a conference in Kentucky, and while all the people were gathered into the auditorium, thousands and thousands, this person, this director, he was actually outside of the auditorium, hanging out with the custodial staff, getting to know them and talking with them. Number 21, who from your city visits your home regularly? And I mean, you know, postal workers, sanitation workers, that sort of thing. Make a point to say thank you to them and consider leaving them a gift. Number 22, make a point to drive through a different part of your town, especially a part of town that is different from your SES or socioeconomic status. Prayerfully ask the Lord how you might begin to build relational bridges with that community. Number 23, consider making a habit out of visiting a what I call third place in your local community. That could be a coffee shop, local brewery, gym, bookstore, or other public space. Become a regular there and then invest in the people around you. Number 24, next time you go out to eat, ask the waiter about themselves and then offer to pray for them before the meal. Number 25, your last challenge for this set is create a hangout at your home. You could do this by setting up chairs in your front yard or driveway, move your grill to your front yard and have dinner right there, or set up your fire pit in your driveway. Pray and ask the Lord to bring people to you this week. All right, we're moving right along. We're in eat with people like Jesus. Here's the next 25, okay? So we're starting off with number 26 here. At your next meal, purposefully leave your phone at home, at your desk, or in the car so you can be fully present with those at the meal. Next, host a simple dinner and invite your closest neighbors to attend. Next, schedule a family meal next week and make sure that every member of your family is able to attend and is distraction-free while they're there at the table. Number 29, if you regularly eat dinner with your family most nights, consider inviting someone to join you and think about those who may not have a family with whom to share a meal. You know, that could be single moms, it could be college students, it could be the homeless. Number 30, which is a challenge idea, make it your goal this week to eat with at least one person over breakfast, over lunch, and over dinner one day this week. Number 31, while sharing a meal with others, concentrate on asking genuine storytelling questions to get to know them better during the meal. Make the relationship your priority while you enjoy the food. Number 32, when eating with three or more people, focus on having one conversation at the table instead of multiple conversations or side conversations. 33, if you have a grill, move it to the front yard or to the driveway, invite your closest friends to enjoy some food together, and be open to extending an invitation to people that might just pass by. Number 34, Instead of having to generate an entire meal, making every single bit and piece of it, invite friends over for a simple game night with wine and a cheese board. Number 35, a challenge idea. Gather a group of friends together and plan a progressive dinner where each course would be served in a different person's home. Number 36, don't eat lunch alone today at work. Instead, invite a coworker to lunch with you and begin to build a new relationship. 37, surprise your coworkers with donuts or a fun treat this week. Next, if your workplace doesn't have a birthday celebration already in place, think through how you could recognize the birthdays of your employees. 
You know, you could take them out to lunch or purchase uh, a simple gift for them or give them some cake. Those are all great places to start. 39, offer to organize a meal train for an expectant mother. Number 40, the challenge idea. The next time you go out to eat with friends, ask everyone if they'd be willing to leave their smartphones behind while at dinner. Watch and see how it changes your time together. I got this idea from Simon Sinek. He said this is what he and his friends like to do. They all put their cell phones in one basket. And he said at first they were a little uh, hesitant to do that. And they said, well, what if we need to talk to somebody? And he, he challenged them and said, well, who are you going to call? He said, all your, your closest friends are right here. And they said, well, what if an emergency happens? He said, we'll use the restaurant's phone or somebody else's phone. It'll be all right. He said it totally changed the way they had dinner together. Number 41, think through what holidays are coming up. Organize a themed party where guests are encouraged to bring a dish to the potluck dinner as you celebrate together. Number 42, think through those with whom you normally eat and celebrate. Are there other employees at your work that tend to miss out? Consider the maintenance personnel or the custodians who work right alongside you. Invite those people to your next outing or to lunch. Learn their birthdays and throw them an awesome party. Number 43, if you want to get to know some new friends but you don't want to host an entire meal, put together you know, a charcuterie board or grab a bottle of wine and keep things simple. Number 44, organize a recipe exchange night where your friends bring one of their favorite dishes and the recipe that goes along with it so you can share with others. Number 45, challenge idea. Consider doing a monthly recurring open meal where you provide the main course and then you ask your neighbors, your friends, and your their, their friends of friends to contribute a side dish. Number 46, think through the major sporting events your local community enjoys. You know, you could host a meal around uh, one of the upcoming games or other sporting events. 47, Do you really enjoy reading and then discussing a good book with your friends? You can start a book club that reads through an entire book and discusses it around a meal. Number 48, think through the holidays and the events that come up on a yearly basis, things like Easter and Christmas. Host a really awesome party that your friends would not want to miss. 49, put a jar in the middle of your dining room table or whatever you normally use with some fun questions and some silly topics to discuss inside. Pull out one and then ask each person at the table to answer or give a response. Number 50, the challenge idea. Cook out at your local park near you and make a little extra food, and then invite the people around you to eat with you. All right, we're moving into the next 25. These are going to focus on neighboring people like Jesus. Number 51, make a point to learn the names of your 10 closest neighbors. 52, Make a point to utilize your front porch if you have one or play with your kids in the front yard as opposed to the backyard. Number 53, if you have an HOA, attend the next meeting. Uh, Someone from our local church just attended his HOA and suggested that they start a blessing team, a team of people who are willing to help neighbors uh, that just went through a natural disaster, neighbors that were shut-ins, or neighbors that just simply needed help around their home. It was a great idea. 54, host a game night outdoors. It could be a ball game or it could just be a collection of board games. Number 55, challenge idea, host a block party. Lindsay and I have done this. We do this yearly and we invite our friends from church as well as our closest neighbors. We always have an amazing time. Number 56, Begin praying systematically for your neighbors. 57, 
Prayer walk your neighborhood and then ask the Lord to orchestrate new opportunities to meet and bless your neighbors. Number 58, take note when someone new moves into your neighborhood. You can bring them over a housewarming gift. It could be a bottle of wine. It could be a batch of homemade cookies. And uh, when we moved into our home, we had some friends from across the street bring us a bottle of detergent. And they were from South Korea. And they said, hey, we know this is a little bit of an odd uh, gift to give you. But they said, it's a Korean tradition. And it really carries the idea that we hope and pray that your life bubbles over just like these suds would do in your washing machine. We thought that was great. Number 59, learn your neighbor's birthdays or anniversaries and then leave a card or a gift card in their mailbox. Number 60, it's a challenge idea. Start a running or walking group in your neighborhood. 61, consider building a bench, picnic table, little free library, setting up a food pantry, that sort of thing, to encourage interaction with those in your neighborhood. Next, many of your neighbors walk their pets. Ask them their pet's name, and then make a point to remember those names and ask them about their pets the next time you see them. 63, as the weather gets colder, set up a fire pit in your driveway or leave the gate open to your backyard and encourage others to join you when you're hanging out. Number 64, offer to help a neighbor with yard work. 65, challenge idea. For the sports fanatics out there, I know you're out there, set up a fantasy football league for your neighborhood and then schedule a hangout night, which includes food and drinks on the draft night. 66, host a poker night in your home. 67, if you have extra space on your property, consider growing you know, a, f- a flower or vegetable garden and then sharing the extra produce or flowers with your closest neighbors. Number 68, if your neighborhood has a community space, consider reserving the space to be used for a neighborhood-wide Easter egg hunt or other ho- holiday party. 69, take a neighborhood walk during the same time and the same day each week. Say hello or introduce yourself to the people you meet. Number 70, the challenge idea. Do you have any sort of special skills that you could offer to teach other people? You could give away free music lessons or free cooking lessons. Think about what you're really good at and then offer to teach others as well. 71, if you have a neighborhood pool or a community center, become a regular there and build relationships in that third place or that hangout space. 72, You could pet sit for your neighbors that are going out of town. Next, organize a wine tasting night in your neighborhood and ask guests to bring a bottle of wine to contribute. 74, think through the shared space in your neighborhood. Oftentimes it can uh, go neglected. Dream with your closest neighbors about how you might best use that space. And 75, your last challenge idea here for this section, babysit your neighbor's kids so that parents can go out to dinner or have a date night to themselves. Okay, the final 25, here we go. These are all about talking with people about Jesus. Number 76, think through your sent circles. And when I say sent circles, I mean those in your household, your neighborhood, your workplace, in your city. Who is leaning in to a deeper relationship with you? Ask them to share more of their story with you. Number 77, rehearse your own salvation testimony. If you need help with this, I want to encourage you to think back through the four B's. Remember, beginnings, brokenness, betterment, and blessing. We all have a story that falls into that framework. Try rehearsing it this week to yourself or to a close friend. 78, who in your immediate family does not yet follow Jesus? Ask them about their spiritual beliefs. 
79. Next time you're at your barber or you're at your hairstylist, ask them if they're a person of faith. Number 80, a challenge idea. Learn a gospel presentation and then rehearse it out loud or practice it with a spouse or a close friend. 81. Have you ever burned a bridge with a friend by sharing the gospel or talking about your faith in a way that turned them off? Genuinely apologize for it and ask them to forgive you. Number 82. Get a few friends together and watch an evangelist share the gospel on the internet or pick up a book geared towards helping you share your faith and then discuss it with those friends. Number 83. Make a list of those with whom you'd like to share your faith and begin praying and asking God to give you an opportunity to share with them. 84. Attend a ministry course or lead a discipleship course for your church if they don't yet offer one on evangelism. Number 85 is the challenge idea. Do some research in your city about local interfaith dialogues. Find one that interests you and then attend their next gathering or their event. 86. Ask someone of a different religion to share their beliefs with you. Ask them questions about their belief system and simply listen without judgment. Number 87, share a verse or a devotional thought or a Bible resource, you know, like a video link or a podcast link on a social media platform. Number 88, practice sharing the gospel in story form, following the framework of creation, fall, redemption, and restoration. 89, think through your hobbies and attend a city-organized group or league that puts you in contact with other people who share your interests. I guarantee you, you'll have opportunities to talk about your faith there. Number 90, a challenge idea. The next time someone shares their story with you, reflect on how it fits into the four Bs, beginnings, brokenness, betterment, and blessings. And if a section is missing, the next time you hang out with them, ask them questions about the missing section. Try to learn their whole story so you can rehearse speaking the gospel into their life. Number 91, do you find yourself demonstrating the gospel more than declaring it? If so, rehearse what you might say if someone were to ask you, hey, why do you live that way? Or why are you always so helpful or so kind to other people? 92, the next time you're eating with friends and you get ready to pray before the meal, Ask your friends if there's anything for which they need prayer. Number 93, the next time you're on an airplane, bring a faith-based book to read and don't immediately put in your headphones. Communicate to those around you that you are interruptible and you're willing to talk. Number 94, make a list of life's challenges, things like loneliness or anxiety or rejection, and then put them in a jar, shake them up, pull one out, and quiz yourself on how the gospel speaks hope and healing into each one of those challenges. Number 95, a challenge idea. Send out a mass text to your friends with a prayer, devotional thought, or a Bible reference that would encourage them. 96, the next time you're in a waiting room, strike up a conversation with the person next to you, or bring a book that you find interesting and would be willing to talk about. Recently, I took one of my daughters to the dentist and I had a book uh, in the chair with her that was pretty controversial, but I was willing to talk about it. And the hygienist started asking me questions about it. It was great. We got into a gospel conversation. Number 97, if you are able, host a Bible study at your office before the workday begins 
or you can host an off-site luncheon and talk through a Bible study there. Number 98, find out when the next Bring Your Bible to School Day is. It's usually sometime in early October. And then take your Bible to work with you that same day and see if anybody asks you about it. Number 99, if you're a business owner, consider incorporating your faith and beliefs into your business's core values, mission, or vision. And then number 100, our last idea, it's a challenge idea. When it is acceptable to give gifts to your employees, you know, on their birthdays or during the holidays, give them a handwritten note and include a Bible verse, a prayer, or devotional thought for each one of them. Wow, we made it all the way through. That's 100 ways to live sent, 25 per habit. I hope that you are inspired to put a, at least a few of those habits into practice, practice this week. And maybe as you were listening, you thought, man, I, I've just got another idea. I want to encourage you to go for it. And after you carry it out, I would love to hear from you. Send me a message through my website at justinwester.com. Navigate over to the Connect tab. Just tell me how it went. I would love to hear your story and maybe even share it on the next episode of this podcast. Hey, guys, that's all our time for this week. Remember, you don't have to live sent. You get to. We'll see you next time.